Welcome to the Injured List Podcast, your source for all sports injury topics. For the weekend warrior to the sports fantasy guru, we keep you in the action and out of the injured list. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome the host of the Injured List Podcast, Brian Scott. You're listening to the Injured List Podcast with your host, Brian Scott, your go-to resource for all sport injury-related topics. For show notes and other resources, visit theinjuredlist.com. Now, back to the show. What's up, everybody? Thanks for joining us. This is a bonus episode of the podcast. This is Tuesday night at 8 p.m., another guest appearance on my good friend Abe Delgado's Devil's Advocate Sports Talk Show live on Facebook Thanks for tuning in. Uh, in this segment, we talk a little bit about Alex Smith and summarize my podcast. We also talk about some other things related to sports. Um, just brush on some topics. Abe's got a great show. It's all about the fans. He involves them in every episode and every show. And uh, he's looking for some participation. So if you haven't checked it out, go ahead and do so. You'll find it at The Devil's Advocate on Facebook. Check it out. Hope you enjoy it. And stay tuned for some more content coming your way. Stay safe, stay healthy, stay active. on the show we're going to get to our next guest he is a podcast host he hosts the podcast called the injured list this is brian scott in north carolina brian can you hear me loud and clear bud can you hear me oh yeah you're good to go man how's it going how you been tell me what you're excited about in sports brian oh the last dance how could you not be oh i gotta catch up though i haven't watched the last two episodes so don't ruin it for me no spoiler. <laughs> well, I know you saw uh, one of the episodes, but yeah. uh, dude, this, this, it's amazing how thirsty we are for sports. It's getting better ratings than the damn Super Bowl. Dude, each 55 episode, million each episode people is are getting watching better. Show. Each episode is, is that, better than the last. I love it. <laughs> is that crazy? But you know what? I couldn't wait for you to come on the show with this week because if you don't know, Brian hosts his own podcast. So if you can check it out, please do. It's called The Injured List. And I saw a documentary on E60 this week about Alex Smith. Oh, my God. It opened my eyes. This guy had 17 surgeries. If you watched it, you can see this guy's leg is permanently deformed. 
I mean, Brian, talk to us a little bit about it. I know you saw it. I know you can give us a medical point of view from it. Tell us the injury. Obviously, he broke his leg, but I think it was more instead of that. What required 17 surgeries? And do you think this man can come back and play football again? Well, I'll start there. And unfortunately, in my opinion, the answer is no. And uh, to be honest, I actually think he'd probably be doing himself a disservice uh, by stepping on the field again. I, I think th what he's accomplished thus far in his rehabilitation, which if you'll watch this, the, um, the documentary, you'll see in the end of the show, is remarkable given all the stuff that he went through. But uh, I summarized it all in my podcast, episode eight. So check it out, guys, if you want to hear a little bit more detail. But just to kind of summarize it for you, he basically had a really complex fracture of his uh, lower leg which basically came out through the skin. The bone actually popped out, which is not an unusual thing to happen. It has happened before. Joe Theismann. Yeah, we've seen it before. Yeah, right, Joe, right. In Joe Theismann. Sure. In fact, I think the, the weird thing was Joe Theismann had the exact same injury in 1985 on the exact same date, which was, I, was crazy. On the same day. Yeah. Oh, man. So the thing about that is it, there's a high risk of an infection, associated with those types of injuries. Now, modern medicine, they do all kinds of things to prevent that from happening. And, you know, this guy was basically whisked over to the hospital and had surgery right away, had all the proper treatment from what I could gather in the show. And there's a lot of medical stuff in there. I mean, it's really complicated when you get down to the science behind it. But essentially what happened was he developed an infection. The problem is he developed a very severe infection known as necrotizing fasciitis, or basically what's termed the flesh-eating disease. And it's a very rapid onset, very aggressive microorganism bacteria that basically just eats away at the flesh. And that is the problem. That is the thing that made his case so unique, which you don't typically see in injured athletes in a sports injury. It's more akin to seeing in people who are very unhealthy, um, older population, people with compromised immune systems. Those are the people that typically get that type of bacterial infection, not somebody who's 34 years old and just got hurt on a football field. So that is where his injury kind of separated himself from all the others that we've seen before in sport and made it such a compelling story. Um, so the 17 surgeries were basically all done, or most of them were done to try and clear out the infection. And once that was done, then the remaining surgeries were basically to reconstruct his leg and give him something functional because he chose <laughs> to keep it. Most people who weren't athletes or the normal everyday person probably would have ended up amputating their leg. The problem, well, that was the most amazing part of the story. If you saw like he, he actually had to make a decision and they literally said, hey, it might be easier for, for you to, to actually amputate the leg and you'll have a better quality of life and not go through all these surgeries anymore and these infections. And, you know, it was life-threatening at one point. And then you saw him go to a military hospital, which was really interesting talking to to military people that have lost their legs to kind of get their advice and some of them were even saying hey you might want to just just cut bait at this point so that that yeah. to me was amazing I, I could tell you um what's remarkable is that well a his life was hanging in the balance i mean he got to the point where the bacteria had spread it started affecting his organs he developed what's called sepsis which is a very bad thing to happen and Oh man, yeah. We always hear about that being yeah. deadly, right? Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, once it starts affecting your organs, you know, there you have very little time. So his family uh, was basically left with the decision. Well, because he was basically out of it, and they had to make a decision. And um, you know, they were, they were very aggressive in treating it surgically, which is what you have to do. 
they were able to basically get rid of the infection. He decided he wanted to keep the leg. Um, like I said, most people probably would have just amputated. And, and to some degree with the technology and prosthesis I mean, it's got to take such balls to say, yeah, oh, take yeah. my leg. I mean, of course, I would, would hope I would say, yeah, man, let's, let's try to do everything we can to keep my leg. I mean, why would you ever decide to say, yeah, maybe it's better? I understand. But now he went from that to actually trying to make a comeback into the NFL, which you're saying it ain't going to happen, right? Is that basically what you're saying? From a personal standpoint, I wish I, I I cheer for him. I root for him. I wish him the best. I think it's. I um, mean, he's still limping and he's I trying know. to play. Well, well. So from the healthcare perspective, from from that opinion, I think it's it's a, a bad bad move if he actually does it. And if anybody actually clears him to do it without having a serious sit down with him, I mean, one little thing wrong that happens to him, if one little injury to that leg, it's the end of the story. Like, that's it. <laughs> um, you know, you work so hard to keep it. You work so hard to, to go through all that to, to save it, salvage it, and make it somewhat functional. If you step out on the football field, man, in a competitive re- arena, bad things will happen, and I don't want to see that. And I don't think anybody wants to see that. But listen, you know, I, he's come a long way. If you watch the video, the fact that he's only like a year and a half out and he's doing the things he's doing with what he has left... Is quite remarkable. And a lot of that is because he did a lot of his rehab at one of the um, major uh, military uh, rehab centers, which he got special permission from the Secretary of Defense to be allowed to go to to get his therapy, which is really, yeah, pretty cool. Such a shame. I mean, he, he had a good career. Um, obviously with the 49ers and what a, what a, what bad luck. I mean, Jesus, they, That's really all it is, they, dra- they draft yeah. Mahomes. I mean, they, they come off a phenomenal season. He played unbelievably well. And only because Andy Reed sees the amount of talent yeah. in Patrick. Mahomes. I mean, it, let's be honest. It took a lot of balls to say, okay, we're going to move on from Alex Smith who won all these games and is on the ascend and playing phenomenal. And our team's doing well. And we're going to go with this rookie because he's just amazing. And Andy Reid was 100% right in making that move. It's not like Alex Smith was old by any means or, you know, was on the the down the down slope. He wasn't. He had a phenomenal yeah. last season. Yeah, and the Redskins a, get him and he has this horrible injury. And it, it looks like, ah, yeah, it was a pro. He, was a pro- he, he, he played great for the, the, the Niners. The documentary actually does a really good job of talking about his career, how he came out of college. He was... Heisman Trophy, first round draft, first number one pick overall. Like, And he ran into some bad luck in San Francisco because he got injured and Colin Kaepernick took over. And that was when Colin Kaepernick started making his ascent. So they got rid of him, ends up in Kansas City, gets booted out of there because of Mahomes. But, you know, Andy Reid gave him a lot of credit, basically said he kind of groomed Mahomes and Mahomes gives him a lot of credit in the video. They talk about it and um, then ends up in Washington and this happens. So it's... It's been an unfortunate series of events that have kind of happened throughout his career, but he still had a very successful career. He's a three-time Pro Bowler. I think he led the 49ers and the Chiefs to the playoffs like most of the years that he was there with both teams. Um, he had a stellar college career, so it's unfortunate. I think we'll probably see him involved in football in some capacity. He's a really intelligent guy and uh, he had the respect of all his teammates and peers. And um, I wish him the best. I, I He's got a really bad injury. He's doing a great job in his recovery. And, uh, you know, 
good luck to him. That's all I can say. We'll see. We'll see what happens. If you didn't check it out, you could probably watch it on ESPN plus it's an E60 documentary on Alex Smith and his leg, man, it goes, you never realize he had 17 surgeries and just what his leg looks like now, what he's going yeah. through and, it's you know, not. Uh, we'll see. It's not Prayers for the squeamish, dude. I'll tell you that. If you don't have a strong yeah. stomach, you you might have difficulty watching it. They actually showed a lot of really detailed f- photographs and stuff of his procedures and what. So basically, happened. if you like watching live surgery on TV, this is the show for you. Uh, but Brian, real quick, I we talked about with Dom about Tua. I personally believe that you should start Tua halfway through this season, no matter what happens. I really believe that. Uh, Fitzpatrick should start and play eight games. Let this kid learn for half a season. Start him the second half of the season, no matter what his record becomes. Get him in. Get him that experience. Hopefully make the playoffs, and I think that's a win for the Dolphins. What do you say about that? Should Tua play at all this year? Well, I, well, Dom's right, number one. Um, I, while I'm worried about his durability, I'm also worried about his hip. I mean, there have been other NFL players who suffered a similar injury. Dennis Pitta was a tight end for the Ravens uh, several years ago, back in like 2011. And he had the same injury that occurred like two separate occasions. And he ended up having uh, his career ended because of it. And uh, the condition that Tua is. So he had the same exact injury Tua had uh, to the hip? He had a dislocation of the hip, whether or not he had the fracture part, I don't know. But the problem is he developed the condition after that, which is the thing that a lot of people are concerned about with Tua, where the blood supply to the, the ball of your hip joint could potentially get compromised. And that could definitely happen to Tua. He's not out of the woods yet. Sometimes that doesn't manifest till later. Sometimes that could be triggered by a smaller injury or a subsequent re-injury. So, mm-hmm. that, uh, you know, Dom's right. Like that's something in the back of their minds, I'm sure. But that being the case, you kind of don't know what you got until you take it for a test drive. So at some point they're going to have to put him on the field and see what they got. And see if he can if he can do it. And I mean, so why not? Like, why not throw him out there in the middle? Yeah, of the season why wait a whole well? season? You know, if he thinks he could play now, then let him play half the season. Get him out there. Get him some experience this year. See what he could do. See if he can stay healthy. He's still, you know, like I said, he had a knee injury. He had a calf injury. He had an ankle injury. Yeah, two, he he had two ankle injury. injuries, two ankle surgeries. He's had a, a bunch of stuff. He had a thumb injury, thumb surgery. He's had a lot of stuff, and it. If you watch like some of the highlights of him getting injured, which is something I do, that's because that's what I do. Um, you'll see like they're kind of like innocent looking plays. And that's that's where I get concerned because it wasn't like he was getting like lit up on the field by these massive tackles or big hits. It was just like a normal average looking tackle, you know, kind of went I think down. He's a little fragile. And I'm not saying that in a bad way. I right. do think he's a little fragile. I think that he's yeah, some people look just, injuries, built a different. lot like a Carson Wentz. And yeah. look at what happened with Carson Wentz. They basically drafted a security blanket for Wentz because he gets hurt so much. That's why they went Jalen Hurts in the second round of the draft. Not because they want to play him like a Tim Tebow type role or a, uh, Who's that other guy on uh, on C on the Saints that does that role too? Oh, the quarterback yeah. Hill, uh, right? Taysom Hill, yeah. They they want to do that with him. They're only doing that to get him on the field once in a while. He's the backup. He's the security. He's the insurance plan for Wentz because Wentz is injury prone. Period. Yeah, man. Not, not everyone's built the same, man. I mean, not everyone's Michael Jordan. They can't all play every game of the season and play through a broken foot. I mean, it's not everyone's capable of doing that. Unfortunately, and in the game of football, where it's a lot more contact than most other sports, uh, if your body can't stand up to the impacts and the and the hits, uh, it's going to take a toll. 
And I'll show. Real talk, Brian. And AFC East. Who wins the AFC East this year? What do you mean with with uh, Brady being gone? Just the East, the AFC East, the way it is right now. Who wins it? Who's your mind? I say the Bills. I say the Bills have an eleven win season. I say they dominate the AFC East and they make the playoffs. I don't know if there's a second team that makes the playoffs because the other divisions are good, but I just see this. Maybe the Jets might break through a little bit. I'll tell you what. But I say Bills, Jets, me, and then I don't know. It's a toss up between New England and uh, and the Dolphins. Well, I mean, I'll tell you what. I- you're not too far off with the Bills. I mean, they got a nice running back out of Utah in the draft. Uh, you got um, their quarterback coming back for his sophomore season, I believe, which, you know, historically tends to be a better season for most guys once they've gotten their feet wet. So, um, yeah, I mean, the Bills, uh, you know, they've they've had some pretty good success last year with the rookie and with their with their their team. I I wouldn't be uh, I wouldn't put push them too far down the list. I I think that's pretty reasonable. Miami's going to have to do a lot to make a big turnaround. I mean. They had some nice spark at the end of the season there, but they got to put it together for the whole year. So we'll see how they do. And the Jets, see, to the me, Jets like you know, they're, they're well-balanced team, really but they haven't been able to make Allen, that leap. I really believe Allen now becomes the best quarterback in the AFC East. I really do. If you go back and watch that playoff game, I'm telling you, he played phenomenal up until that fourth quarter. I think he gained a lot of uh, experience. I think he's going to be a lot better this year. Uh, Dom, uh, Dom. Brian, UFC 249 this weekend. I real quick before I let you go, I just want to ask you who wins the main event between Tony Ferguson and Justin Gagey? Who's which is the guy? Isn't one of the guys take time off? Uh, well, Ferguson have not has not fought in about two years. He's coming off of injury, and he was supposed to fight Nurmagomedov a couple of times, but the fight kept getting canceled. Um, but he beat Donald Cerrone the last time out. This is for an interim championship. I like Justin Gagey, but I'm going to give it to Ferguson myself. Uh, and then we have the co-main event, Dominic Cruz. Talk about a guy in injuries. Dominic Cruz has torn his ACL three separate occasions in the prime of his career, has not fought in three and a half years, comes back into a title fight uh, against Henry Cejudo. You know Henry Cejudo? Yeah, I think I think I've seen him fight. L- listen, the... These guys, okay, that do MMA and and wrestlers, uh, I'm, I'm stereotyping, but I'm going off some uh, my professional experience and personal experience here. Uh, they're some of the toughest SOBs in all sports. And I tell you what, they train like no other group of people I've ever seen train. So there's no doubt in they my mind to. that these guys will be ready. Um, if the injuries are going to be the thing to slow them down, it'll show right away and the fights will be over really quick. So yeah, you, you, I'm not going to make a prediction. You guys can take that to the bank and do what you want with it. But. What a way to get out of it, Brian. I love it. You don't want to put it on recording of what you're thinking. That's, right. That's good. Hey, Brian, anything else you want to talk about before you leave? No, man, just check out my last episode is up and published. Uh, I talk a little bit more detail about Alex Smith and his injuries, and we listen to some video clips about it and go into some more detail and uh, looking for some more ideas for topics and stuff. So if, you, if your fans want to, chime in and, and drop some emails to me. Just check out the podcast. All the information's there. Shoot, uh, shoot me a message on Twitter, uh, Instagram, or Facebook at the Injured List Podcast. And um, let me know some topics you want to hear and I'll get into it. Awesome. Well, thanks for joining us, Brian. Everybody check out Brian's podcast. And Brian, we'll see you next week, Brian. All right, man. Sounds good. Thanks, guys. You're listening to the Injured List Podcast with your host, Brian Scott, your go-to resource for all sport injury-related topics. For show notes and other resources, visit theinjuredlist.com.